Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Who knows what the future holds for Key's real rankings? What fan base might say something about him? You drop him right out of the top eight or whatever. They're going to always say week. something. That's just that's what fans do, man. You know that. Come on, Max. No, you just you If just you love call that. a fight, if you, you call a boxing fight and, and you don't go for one of the top contenders or something, they mad at you. If you call in a, He's a not wrong about that. basketball game and you don't go for their team, they mad at you. It's part of the job. Yeah, you just like jabbing Take them, it. though. You like poking. Well, when you start talking mess, yeah. then I'm, I'm getting ready to put that voodoo on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We just talked. I don't I care. Can't. I'm going to put the voodoo on you. I'm going to do all that. <laughs> I'm going to mix it up, stick you with a pen, mm-hmm. and hope that your franchise never be the same again. Wow. You're so you know, spiteful, no, man. Because there's no need to attack me. But yeah, because but you, you know? you've been attacking their system, their air raid system that you don't like. And well, it's fine that you don't have to like it. But they are one hell of a team. So the kind they, of two are meeting head-to-head right are, now. That's what's happening. A, they are a good football team. They're undefeated. Turned, that has turned things around. Yes. They certainly have started to run the ball better. Yes. The defense is playing silent and sound. Mm-hmm. But we are all waiting for the shoe to drop so we can certainly – You're waiting for the shoe no, to drop. No, a lot of people are waiting for the shoe to drop. To see – and what I mean by that, it could be – it could be – a good thing, and it could be a bad thing. A bad thing meaning, oh, told you so. A good thing is they go and pop a green band. We all go, oh, see, here we go. I think the only way the shoe drops yeah. is if something bad happens to Kyler. Knockwood, that doesn't happen because he was hurt last year. If he stays healthy, those yeah. those shoes are looking good. Is shoe drops, is that the right terminology to use? Or yeah. is it the bottom? Yeah, you're waiting for more information, more information to come that's not good. That's not good, yeah. that's not good. the bottom fall out. When the bottom falls out, that, okay. the shoe drop – on both sides, the bottom fallout is one side. People uh-huh. are waiting for the bottom to fall out for the Cowboys. The shoe to drop for the Cardinals. Huh, okay. Come on now, you just put me on, okay? Um, I think shoe drop. Uh, I'm like, oh, no, Jordan. So that's what I. That's where I go. What? We don't Basketball often weave it in. Yeah, we don't yeah. often begin. Gotta find some way to. We don't often begin the show with baseball. However, they are playing the World Series. Yes. Yeah, and the Braves uh, won Game One. Um, Jorge Soler became the first player to ever start the World Series with a home run, and the Braves are up one nothing now. They got him in that Kuna trade, right? I mean, that's... They lost another pitcher, Charlie Morton. Uh, Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Charlie Morton took a 102-mile-an-hour comebacker in the second inning, left in the third inning, but with a broken fibula. So he took the shot in the second inning, didn't leave for another inning with a broken fibula. Yeah, because it, 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 you know, your fibula, it just, sometimes it's just hairline fracture crack. Yeah. And then that pain starts to wear. It's mm. not, well, see, when people say broke, you think, yeah, the, like a pretzel yeah. stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full yeah. snap. Yeah, full like snap. Like in the cartoons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. the cartoons. So what's the, so and, basically. In a lot of cases, it might be better if it were to fully snap than yeah. just have a fracture. Yeah, yeah, like some injuries yeah. are like that. So what is. Baseball players do not have a reputation for toughness as, as like football players do or boxers. My nail do. hurts. Can't go today. That was pretty. That was <laughs> Why pretty. Are you looking at me. That was pretty tough though. Well, basketball, pretty tough. Basketball and baseball kind of aligns in terms of that. Yeah. Pretty. That's yeah. All. That because it's not full contact. You guys both don't have to stare at me. I, I don't like, it feels like you're player. teaming up on me. Nah. Yeah, no. 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 But like football players, pain and violence we is fight part through, of the equation. We fight through things like getting a scratch. You know, we fight through that. Really? Well, that's too much to ask. A scratch? Yeah, it's like, 
Jay, he's this being unreasonable. Bullying. Oh, he, shocking! Now he wants to use the word. <laughs> now he wants to use the word bullying to have the listeners think that I'm a bully. I know what you're doing. Well, Jay. I know what you're doing. <laughs> it's not going to work here. The Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves certainly took care of business against the Houston Astros, and they, Houston, you know. Yeah, come on, Atlanta. Come on. I'm rooting for Atlanta. I'm rooting for Atlanta, too. Like, oh, I'm not yeah. rooting against Dusty Baker. I like Dusty Baker, but there's a part of me, like, even though rooting, I know they've moved on from cheating, like, it's still Houston. part of their That's DNA, right. and I, I don't like that. No, you It's me personally. I don't like it. No, Dusty Baker came in there two years ago to clean things up. I understand. And now he's gotten them back into the World Series. You cannot root against Dusty Baker. So if you're rooting against the Astros – you're rooting against Dusty Baker. No. Yes, you are. I can compartmentalize. I'm seeing the same dudes that cheated the Yankees and the Dodgers out of the World Series. Those same players. Yeah, but it, it, it I, Dusty's there, man. I Listen, that's how some people – listen, the, the fact is Charlie Morton, who was on that Astros squad, by the way, now pitches for the Braves, uh, stayed another inning before he left. What's the toughest thing you have seen in another sport where you're like, damn, that dude – has some kind of pain tolerance or so. Like I, I, I was at the Coliseum when Tar- Carson Wentz had the leg injury, and he completed another two passes. Whatever I've ever said about Carson Wentz, I've always acknowledged how tough he is. I once saw a Henzo Gracie fight, MMA, where he was in a submission hold, so you tap out, right? Mm-hmm. You're done. Had his arm snapped like oh, in the cartoons, God. right? Like in the cartoons. Still didn't tap out. The ref had to stop the fight. He's like, okay, that's enough. Like I've seen some stuff. Basketball, probably that they came back and played like that day, or maybe the day. Probably no, or, or just or just like played through it for a while, or you're like, damn, that dude is tough. I think that one of a lot of uh, credit, street cred last year was just watching Giannis in that knee. You mm-hmm. remember when that knee just kind of went back? Yeah, that's I mean, a that good looked one. Bad, but he left the game. He didn't come but back. He came back the following game. Oh, came, came back, back the following a game and, and balled later out. Or whatever, yeah. yeah, I thought that he missed bad. the last two games after that of that series. I'm trying. I'm trying. I thought he came back. No, he came back. But he came back one or two games later. Yeah. Yeah. He came so back. He eventually bad. came bad, back. That looked bad. Um, in another sport. But other that's different. Football? What Jay just brought up is different. I think Jay, what you brought up is I'm not questioning. It was tough to do it, but it was like <laughs> it was like that's the kind of injury where he's now going to need surgery, and it turned out thankfully yes. not to be as bad as it looked. I'm talking about something where afterward you find out. Damn, oh, the bone bad. is broken. The something, and he played anyway. So I've seen a bunch of. I guess I've seen a bunch of it in football, just in general. Um, but you said another sport, or it could be football. To take football. Yeah, I've seen guys that I've seen guys get have broken this and knocked out that and tear this and still play. Yeah. They gut through it and fight through it. Um, I remember as a kid, Jack Youngblood. Played for the Los Angeles Rams, was a linebacker. He broke his leg, and he played the entire four quarters <sighs> on a broken leg. Where people are hitting each other. Philip River, Rivers played with a torn ACL yeah. against the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship In the playoffs, game. yeah. Um, Muhammad Ali, and you just saw the documentary, Key, you're raving about it. Yes. Ali once fought Kenny Norton, who no one really knew about at the time, but turned yeah. out to be a great fighter. Mm-hmm. Norton fractured his jaw, and Ali was out of shape, was taking him light. Fractured his jaw in the second round. Yeah, he kept fighting. 12 full rounds, lost a split decision, and, and Kenny Norton is sharp shooting him on his jaw. Yeah, I know. I saw the doc. It looked like that hurt, too. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. On the latter side, Paul Pierce and Poopgate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That was hard to come back from. Lies, what, what lies, he, lies, and more lies. What, what was that? When he when he came out in the wheelchair or whatever? When he no, in the wheelchair? those are two separate instances. Oh. <laughs> yes, we, we'll do Paul we like need that. to do research, more research. But this is like X-Files, Paul Pierce, Poopgate. Um, all right, let's talk about some sports now because it's going to be tough for the Packers to beat the Cardinals. On Thursday night football, we're talking about tomorrow night's game. We knew about Devontae Adams testing positive for COVID. Already a short week. You know, you're on the road. You're missing your best non-Aaron Rodgers weapon. Now they're without Alan Lazard, who was also placed on the COVID-19 list. Let's listen to Rodgers talking about, Aaron Rodgers talking about losing his top target. There's a little bit of a shock factor for sure when it's Devontae, but we dealt with it last year. Uh, We maybe slightly more healthy than some of the other teams as far as not having as many cases, but there have been cases here. You know, we've dealt with them. But when I heard 17, I was uh, hoping that uh, it was going to be one of those false positives for sure. Yeah, it, it uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. You, you, you mentioned he missed his top target. How about his top two targets? And Alan Lazard as well just came down yesterday. He already knew that, Devontae Adams was probably not going to play, so mentally he was prepared to do that. They still have a few pieces in place, still have Aaron Jones, they still have 12, and whenever you have 12, you have a fighting chance. Um, Because really, for him, his mind is trained as such as 17 is not available to him because he's covered, you go to somebody else. And if Alan Lazard is not there and 17 is not there, you go to somebody else. So... What Aaron Rodgers will be doing from a mental standpoint is visualizing those guys being covered. So he will now have to go to other people. And so with that being said, it's going to be tough to beat Arizona at home in Arizona, but it's not impossible. Jay, as a fan, how do you feel, like just as a football fan, right? Do you feel like, because I'm trying to figure, do you feel like, okay, this for the confidence of the teams going forward. Arizona likely to remain undefeated. That's really good for them because I see pressure on Arizona. Yes. They're at home. Green Bay is not loaded, not fully loaded. If Arizona loses this game, that's a huge boost for Green Bay and I think a, a real shot to Arizona's confidence. But also it proves the point that when you have an elite-level QB, that keeps your team in games. Like There's certain quarterbacks, when you think about Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady – that, yes, their team could be depleted, but they still have a legit chance to win. And how about the line, even after Lazard, all these guys are out, didn't move. They're still a six-and-a-half-point six underdog. It did not move. So Vegas is even betting on the fact that Aaron Rodgers have a chance, hence why 20-plus teams should be kicking the tires to find ways to get a guy like Aaron Rodgers on their team. It just it confirms that point even more. Even more. Yeah, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, the only other guy I've ever seen like him is Mahomes, who's now done it for three years, and already we're like, oh, he's not having a great year. Rodgers has done it for 17 years. It's insane. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. So the latest on Deshaun Watson coming up and why a team trading for him would have a huge decision to make even after acquiring him. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. 
Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. Obviously, you're listening to us on ESPN Radio or Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN News, your smart speakers, on your podcast. Anyway, um, yesterday, Roger Goodell met with the media and addressed the latest with Deshaun Watson. Listen to the NFL commissioner. There obviously are uh, other, um, I'll call it legal approaches that are being made either through civil cases. Uh, Obviously, the police have been investigating also. Uh, We don't have all the access to that information at this point in time, and we we pride ourselves on not interfering in that, um, being cooperative as we can to make sure we get all the facts. Uh, But I think that process is still ongoing. And until that process is ongoing and we have enough data and enough information to be able to make a determination of whether he should go on commissioner exempt. Uh, we don't feel that we have that necessary information at this point. So as of now, there appears to be a mutual agreement between Deshaun Watson and the Texans that makes any suspension or use of the commissioner's exempt list uh, redundant, right? If You may say un- not unnecessary, but redundant, like he's already not playing, right? Even if the league deemed it warranted because Watson and the Texans have that arrangement. But if Deshaun Watson is traded, obviously that, that, that deal is not necessarily in place with another team. So the league would then have to decide whether to allow him to play based on what Roger Goodell said Tuesday. Sounds like the league might. So if you're an NFL owner trading for Deshaun Watson, First of all, would you even trade for him in the first place? And uh, would you play him right away? That's the question. Key, what do you think? Would you trade for Deshaun Watson? Would you play him right away if you traded for him? I would probably trade for him, but I got to get all the information as much as I can. As much as I can. If I need a quarterback and he's on our board, and all the information that I get checks out the way that we want it to check out, then I would trade for him because my organization will have everything in place that will be able to withstand the blow that we're going to get. I'm going to check with my wife 
and check with my daughter and check with my lawyers and my best friends. And, and Key, I imagine managers. also find the information and see if that squares with something you can tolerate even having Absolutely, on your own but team. That's, that's, yeah. that's the information that I need to gather because I'm trading for the talent. Now, the other part of the question is, well, I look to play him right away. No, he can't help me right now. That's why I'm trading for him, for my future, because right now the season's over. If I'm going to get Deshaun Watson, the season is over for us. That means we're a bad football team, and I'm looking to 2022. Um, I know trading for Deshaun is going to come with a lot of pressure, both externally and internally, and I've got to now come to a decision on what is it worth. Because let me be honest with you, as an NFL owner, and I'm speaking for all 31, 32 of us, all we want to do is win. That's all we want to do. So you say to yourself, well, the ethics, the morals, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that is correct. But there's been people that have played in this league that have killed people. Okay? Mm -hmm. Honestly. And so when you look at the way these owners think, all they want to do is win. And if it checks out and I can if it checks out and I can withstand that blow as an owner now, then I'm gonna trade for him because I'm gonna get him on the cheap. And I'm not there will getting be him some at a high kind of, There will be some kind of discount. Now, absolutely yeah. a discount. Let me jump in here for one quick second. I, I like Deshaun Watson a ton as a person. Met him multiple times, spent time with him as a quarterback. He is exceptional exceptional top five quarterback in the league as an owner of an NFL team. If I were one, I would not trade for him. I would not do it. This is the year 2021. Um, there have been a lot of things that have happened in the past for the NFL, just like he has mentioned that I think have been able to have been swept underneath the carpet to a degree that end up going away because it is about winning. I think we are in a new age, a new day. Look at what's happening with Daniel Snyder to a degree. Look what happened to John Gruden, I think the NFL is moving in a different direction, and I think the optics this will bring to your franchise will be something that you would have to deal with, and externally, it will create exponentially more pressure. I think, exponentially more I think pressure there are on your two team layers. and your players. To, to what you just said, Jay, there are two layers. One, there is the idea of people getting canceled, which is you know not just like because they said something you didn't like, but based on bad behavior. And there's the question as to whether people, when they have bad behavior, can be even, it's, sometimes it's criminal behavior, can be redeemed. Do you believe that disqualifies them for ever participating again in civil society and in their chosen profession? Or do you believe, no, people can make yes. up for it? And, and Okay, that's the first question. But then there's a second-ish layer here. This has not yet been dealt with. That's my so point. first you'd like the person to be held accountable before you even start to decide if you can move on, and this is an outstanding issue key that is unresolved. Yeah, but remember what I said at the start of the conversation is my investigative team, are going, they're going to give me the information that I need before I make the decision. If, you, if you're an owner and you decide I'm not trading for Deshaun Watson no matter what the situation is, that's your prerogative. I'm trying to bring a championship to my city. So I need to find out all the information and the people that I'm going to spend millions. I'm going to burn, Max. This is what NFL owner, owners in general, they burn money. Mm. They burn it to get to the right answer. When they go build stadiums, you know, they mock up stadiums the size of that desk. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. the mock-ups. Yeah. yeah. 
they will spend thirty million dollars on the mock-up on a damn model. Yeah, they burn money to get to the the right answer. So, what I'm saying is, I'm willing to burn whatever it takes to get that dude for me and and to get the right answers, so I can get that talent on my team and win. Mm. Because I'm trying to win your championship to my city. Now, if it checks out that it's it's something whole way different than what we really think, then of course you don't take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you don't. Yeah. I, I, you you don't. know, it's going to be interesting. The offers will tell you what exactly. the reconnaissance that they have, the intelligence they believe they have on what the outcome is going to be. Not necessarily. But if the offers are multiple first, that means they think you're going to play in the not-too-distant future, right? And if, it's, if you start hearing a second-round pick and something else, you're like, oh, they think it's more like a lottery ticket. All right. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL. So why would he take the – I'm not going to say – all right. Why would he take the 20th best job in all of California? Wow. Who said that? Evan, Evan set me up. That was, that was such a jab. Yeah, Evan set me up. I, was, I Evan wrote me this line, and I read it with us. <laughs> Them asses don't even have a, a college football team at Hostra. It's a good line, about? though. It is a good line. No, but we did develop the best wide receiver in Jets history. That's after this. Oh, Evan's on fire today. Shots <laughs> at key. I guess you did develop it. Uh-oh. Anyway. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. We'll get to Mike Tomlin in the SC rumors in just a second. Here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. First, it's time for Straight Talk with Dominique Foxworth, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. What's going on, Dominique? What up? up? Check this out. Tom Brady uh, with Peyton and Eli on defensive players. And he was on Monday Night Football. Listen to this, Neek. And the defense, would you give them any credit for being, you know, smart enough to figure that out, you know, jumping? <laughs> no, I would. I mean, I believe me. Have you ever been to some of those defensive meeting rooms? I mean, you wonder why they play defense. And after about two minutes, you go, yep, they can never be an offensive player. So, you know, defense is like, it's kind of like a, a, a sure. you know, a dog, a dog chasing a car, you know, just get the guy with the ball. Now, are they right, Neek? Are they right? You're a defensive <laughs> player, a Harvard man. Are they right? So we're stupid. Well, I mean, I, don't, <laughs> Jeez. I, I mean, I, I can't argue with the complexity of learning the offensive playbook and learning the defensive playbook. It's obviously much more difficult to learn the offensive playbook. There's a reason why they're in their room. There's a reason why we're in our room. They soft. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh. 
Oh, oh so in other words, fire back. So in other words, on the whole, he might be right about the offensive player's intelligence. But, for example, if you are an intelligent defensive player, I'm you have that and the toughness. I'm saying that they ask them to learn more complicated things. Doesn't mean that we can't. It's just not required of us. They don't ask them. Maybe one or two get in there. Heinz Ward, maybe a guy like that, a big tough receiver. Uh, I mean, T.O., these type of guys, they might stick their nose in there, get dirty a little bit. Keyshawn Johnson? Yeah, did you? No, I don't, I don't need to. to admit his name. To, um, <laughs> as, I, as I say, I don't need to justify my ability on the field. Yeah, you are a physical put, tight end. All you got to do is put in the film. Hey, look, all you got to do is put in the film. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't need to. Yes. No, I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to win a, a debate with Tom Brady about just about anything. So, I mean, he can say what he wants. The man got all the championships. I don't care. D- defensive See me player, in the streets, though. I've, I've, <laughs> I, I played with one of the smartest defenders in the uh, history of the NFL in, in both uh, academic as well as on the field, and that would be Derrick Brooks, a guy who holds a master's degree. So, yeah. I, you know, no, I, mean, I, understand, I, I, I understand what Tom is saying. See ball, get ball. I, I, I get it 100%. But there are a, hand, a handful of defensive players that do are very smart. I mean, I played with Ed Reed. Like, I mean, I, 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 Chet Bailey's the same way. There's lots of guys. So, I mean, uh, like but I said. there they, are I, some dudes. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Get right. I, I, there are some I, guys I where, they, some, where you just point and you be like, that guy, get him. I and we, we construct defenses around. Like, we're not going to make this dude think. We're no, going to no. let him do his thing. That, that, that the, the brown thing that he's carrying, <laughs> follow that. You did get say it. handful. You said, yeah, a handful. Who are the better athletes? A handful, yeah. Who are the better athletes on offense or defense? It's about the same. It ain't it's the same. I mean, I think the difference he probably is the could have played line. receiver. Mm-hmm. He probably can't catch. <laughs> is the thing. But he probably could have played receiver. But you got to be able to catch the football. And yeah. a lot of dudes that play defensive back can't. Yeah. Catch. On the one hand, that's true. Maybe you need more skills. On the other hand, the no, defensive player has to follow do, that offensive player to do with around. The and he just can't maybe catch. Well, can we talk about? Me? Can you catch? I mean, not at receiver level. No, I'm no. not going to sit up here and but, lie. But Trey, <laughs> I'm but not going to sit up here and lie about that. Ball skills, but at a certain level. So, I mean, level. it's just about but the time. So Diggs can catch. Yeah, he yes. played receiver. He so played receiver. When I came out of high school, there were a couple teams that wanted me to play receiver. And had I played receiver all the time, that changes your – like you get accustomed to tracking the ball, get accustomed to catching yeah. the ball. As a DB, You every time you catch the ball, it's a surprise. I'm, unless you are at a top level cornerback where every time you step out there or safety that you might get the ball. Like when it comes on you, it's a shock. So like turning up your hands, catching, like that's a tough thing to do. But as far as athleticism is concerned, the defense, I think is more athletic because you go down to the lineman. That's when the, that's when the difference makes. Yeah, like, there's the not much, yeah, no, he, yeah, yeah, there's not much right of a difference that. between receivers and corners, safeties and running backs yeah. and tight ends. But the O line, yeah. D line, yeah, you got right the O line, D line, the athletes on D line, and then yeah. you got a quarterback. Way out there better, way who, better athletes on D line yeah. than is on O line. I and mean, then just quarterback ain't always an athlete line. either. So like that that drags down your the average athlete. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. And it also is like who what what's what are we saying when we say athlete? Like the receiver who also has the ball skills and all that versus the DB who has to have the athletic ability to keep up with the dude who knows where he's going. Defensive back, I could go get a guy right now that worked down the street somewhere on South Seaport. Don't you say it. As long as he can run, I can make him a defensive back. Because all you got to be able to do is oh, run. Oh, Neek. Neek. Smoke him if you got him. Neek's eyes just open as wide as they can this time of morning. If you can run, and I got man-to-man, that's all I need. Follow that dude everywhere you go, man. Get him, Neek. I'm going to have my oatmeal. You, you guys take the second. I mean, I can't. I, I, there's nothing to argue with there. It's just so outrageous. 
Well, how so? So if you can run, you can play DB. The ability to change directions need to, and accelerate. Well, we like, that's not some, a dude off the street. But we've seen some stiff dudes play yeah, DB. we seen some stiff dudes you know? play DB, but they stiff for NFL stiff. You said you're going to go get a dude off the street. That can run. No, no, <laughs> that I can, run. can run. I didn't say. That's the one requirement. He just has to be able to run. Well, because. Oh, God. Because, okay, so I'm going I'm to be a, a scout for Nick. For Dominique, he can run. We're not asking him to stick his head. When that tackle pull, no, no, I don't need him doing that. I need you to cover 19. Wherever he goes, you go, okay? Mm-hmm. He can obviously change directions, but the unique thing for him is he's got to be able to run. That's, that's, that's all I'm it's, saying. It separates people. I agree you with know? you, but I think you also speaking from a point of a guy who was a number one <laughs> overall pick where they show up, you show up, and they're like, this man is special at this. You can do that. When you're not that, you got to stick your head in there. You got to do all the dirty work or you are going home. Yeah, but, but if you can run. Yeah, I mean, it changes things. If you can run, they, yeah. they feel more confident and comfortable with you out there. But, I mean, off the street? <laughs> I was disrespectful. He going to go, go get the dude. Hey, I was going to let you answer. I mean, off the street was the, the one phrase that really said I don't even know where to start. <laughs> hey, Max, you want to play? Can you run? <laughs> nope. I cannot run. Nope. Oh, goodness. Yeah, if you can, yeah, if you can run at world-class, uh, basically almost sprinter level. But you'd be surprised. And also be dudes, tough enough. You'd be surprised people that's out there that can run, though. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Uh, Take off their shoes and get on the concrete. <laughs> look at Dominique's size. Look at your size, Key. Yeah. So he also have obviously has to be exceptionally tough. I mean, this is, you get nah, different. He gonna let me go around him and jump on my back. <laughs> Were you a pile inspector? Uh, what's that? Oh, this is my favorite oh, football you. expression. The pile inspector. Or you a just P. stand? I. You just standing around? Yeah. You, oh, yeah no, yeah. you can't be because the offensive lineman. They get they you get know, bonuses. One of, them, one of them dudes that yeah, tackles goes, and he run up on the tackles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got you. Nah, nah. I told you I couldn't be. I had to play safety you know for six games in in Denver. I had to play the nickel. I like and and you see my little self in there playing nickel. You know what they was doing? They was running the ball at me, and I stick yeah, my nose more, up in he there. Probably was more of a JOP guy. Jumping on the pile to get the assist. Okay. All right, let's go. You you said watch the tape, so we can yeah. we can bring up he, that tape too. He also he also I was wish, at Harvard, so he's smart enough maybe Come to on jump on that. the pile in addition to everything else. Mm. Speaking of something else outrageous, Dominique Foxworth here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max ESPN Radio. On Monday, Carson Palmer told Dan Patrick hey. that Mike Tomlin was a name floated for the SC opening. Here is the Steelers' head football coach responding to those rumors. Hey, guys, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. I got one of the best jobs in in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? That'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? Anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? Mm. I, you know what I, my favorite part about all that is? You hear the degrees of anger. He, first he says, um, that's a joke to me, right? And he's already not happy with it. And then the next degree is, why would I even entertain that? It occurs to him, like, wait, what are you asking me? And then finally, he's like, not only today, um, he's done addressing it. It was in, in by degrees that he got there. Like, what are you asking me? 
the, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers who's won a Super Bowl and under no circumstances, including losing his quarterback, has ever been under 500. Yeah, can I say something very quick? And then obviously I would love to hear Neek and, and Key's uh, POVs on this. But I just it, it's hard for a black football coach to land jobs. It's even harder for them to keep them. And I feel like you heard yeah. a lot of that in Mike Tomlin's voice. You heard that. Like, oh, now you guys are trying to put me on a different collegiate job when I'm up here doing what I need to do for the Steelers? That, that's what I heard in his voice. Yeah, it, it sounded like um, when he started naming other coaches, is that's what he was saying. It's like, I'm a Super Bowl champion. They're Super Bowl champions. We don't just go around talking like when, super, fumer, when former Super Bowl winning coaches, if they do lose their job, you're talking about them for other NFL jobs. And he's not even like someone who – We'd be considered losing his job. Like, that's just not something that happens, and to ask him about it feels ridiculous. But I agree with him on everything until he said there's not a big enough blank check in the world. (laughs) 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 A blank one? Did I mention it was Harvard Business School? (laughs) I don't think think college boosters is going to write the type of check that it would take to get a Mike Tomlin. You know, it's a budget at some point, you know. I'm, I'm sure you guys are sitting at the edge of your seat waiting to hear what I have to say because it's my alma mater. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't want the job. I don't think we were going to offer him the job, and I don't think we are pursuing him. So I get what Mike Thomas is saying. When, and when you look at it on the surface, he's a professional coach. This is what he's been doing. He hadn't coached in college since I think he was at Cincinnati back in like 90. 90- seven or something like that. You know, it's been, yeah. it, was a, it was a long time ago. If he became available, he wouldn't even need, I mean, it would be like, who's sending the jet? They couldn't book the runways fast enough. I, so it wouldn't, you know, it's just I'll like, give you every coach in New York from all the teams. Yeah. You can have Thibodeau and Nash and, and Boone and Sala and I'll give you Joe <laughs> Judge. I'll give you every coach from every sport in New York for my time. And I could and I could <laughs> and I could understand why Carson Palmer would mention his name in a situation like this because he's a fun guy. He's young enough. So I could see where he would mention a name. I could see that. I mean, because he's fun. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's fun, and it all started because of Carson. If yeah. Carson doesn't mention his name, nobody's even having that conversation yeah. because he's not going anywhere. But I think that's what his point is. It's about the perception. It's like uh, they'd love to have Bill Belichick. They, you're never going to say that name. Like they'd love to have Andy Reid, but no one's ever going to say that name because it's the perception of Mike Tomlin, I think, uh, is at least this is the thing that he's presenting and he doesn't say it explicitly, is like no one mentions Sean Payton for college jobs, and Sean Payton hasn't been as successful as Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is like maybe um, Harbaugh is the only other guy who is like in his class. Belichick's a class above everybody else. No one talks about NFL coaches with that much success saying, in a season that's going okay, why don't you go back to college? Well, let me, let mm. me try to play uh, doctors to a degree about why – Carson Palmer would, and this is only me thinking, I don't have mm. knowledge. I'm just thinking. Troy Palomalu played for Mike Tomlin right. and played with Carson Palmer. There's a connection to Pittsburgh. Juju's there. SC is a connection. So I'm sure Carson has had conversations with them like, oh, man, what you think about what you think about Mike Tomlin? You think he, he would ever come to college? Yeah. And that conversation came up because he's the only person that even mentioned 
uh, Mike Tomlin going to college. I think, you're I think nobody else mentioned you're, it. You're a good alum because you're looking out for your man. That's real nice of you because every other coach in the league, I mean, SC is a pretty good football program. There's mm-hmm. SC guys but on a lot of other teams in the Pittsburgh league. Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the marquee franchises in worldwide sports, the most right. storied, among the most winning. And I'll say this about when he said, no one's mentioning this guy or that guy who are white head coaches, mm-hmm. right, with championships. They're – whether or not yeah, but they see, even I'm not do, looking at it like but, that, but, though, but I think not, undeniably it's it. it I'm not it's looking present. at it. I'm not looking at it black and white. And if he was a black coach versus a white, I'm not even looking at it like that because I don't believe. And this is where the good alum does come into play. I don't believe that Carson Palmer mentioned. No, it no, I, he might not. He thinks but, that. Mike Tomlin is on the hot seat. I don't know. Wait a minute. Well, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that Mike Tomlin so, doesn't think let, that right, internally. Let me, exactly. I think there is a sensitivity. Like, for example, even if someone would have said about a white athletic quarterback in college, maybe he should play receiver. Oh, see, I saw. But there's not the same history of of the of an attempt to make. Uh, uh, white quarterbacks play receiver. Yeah, but right? I don't even, For think, the I don't even was, think Mike Tomlin was thinking of it as maybe he white wasn't. coaches. They don't ask. Well, I don't think he was thinking of it like, like well, that. He was thinking of it as successful coaches that are yeah. in the NFL. That's but he, the, but he why are they asking? Like why are they using his name? Yeah, I mean, and not that, it's so good. Carson Palmer right. used so, his name. No, no, no. And I, I, my argument would be in that case, and, and there's plenty of things, issues of race that we could talk about that are more overt oh, course, than this one. So we you, don't have. Look, yeah. Of course, with you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we don't have to use this one as one to talk about, but I felt like that's what Mike Tomlin was pointing us because it feels to me like maybe it's not conscious, but there's something unconscious that's happening when you look at this guy that you feel differently about him than you do other guys. 100%. So, like, I'm not saying that Carson Palmer or anybody who will mention him, I know Ryan Clark said it too. Ryan Clark said he would love he would pay anything to get um to get Tomlin to come to LSU but I just feel like there's something about the way that he is viewed is not commiserate with the things that he that, and that, that and that overall may be true right because people have said things in the past oh, yeah. that are on shows about his style in which he coached and all those <laughs> sort of things I'm talking about this one instance right with Carson Palmer yeah. and that's all I'm saying I can't climb and I a- don't think that Mike Tomlin Neek Mm-hmm. was referring to it as, I'm black, they yeah. won't ask the white coaches this. Because right. to yeah. be honest with you, they do ask white coaches that when their names come up. I think it's accumulation of all that stuff. It's but all their that names stuff don't come up. If you have the success that Mike Tomlin has, nobody is talking about you going to college. And I don't need here, Mike Tomlin's I, permission to – Go ahead. Here's what I'm going to say, though, Neek. I don't want to say you wrong about that. You you are right, but he, there's a lot of instances. I can go all the way back to when John Gruden was coaching in Tampa and he won the Super Bowl. Every single year, his name came up for the Tennessee job. Tennessee, 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 Tennessee. And he was an NFL coach that had just won a Super Bowl. So it is. It's not right, but that, that, my come. point is it could happen the other way. Just like a, maybe yeah. a white quarterback, they, could, they right. might say, hey, maybe you should play receiver. I was just watching. Uh, a sc- I was at the screening last night <laughs> of the Colin Kaepernick. some white corners, man. You can't tell me none of these, none of these uh, slot receivers can't play corner in the league. Like all these slot receivers. Last great home, one, uh, Jason Seahorn. Eh. But, but listen. Overrated. I was at the Colin Kaepernick you screening last night for the sh- for his new show scene? on Netflix, and and you know it gets into of course his his youth and do you, what do you think they asked him to do at a certain point when he was in high school? Even though according to the do- according to the to the series, it's a dramatic series. 
you know, he was clearly the better choice at quarterback. Maybe you can move positions. So there, there will be a sensitivity you know I mean? to that that is different. It is what, listen, the expression is hustling backwards if you are already a, a, mm-hmm. one of the most successful coaches in the history of American team sports for the, one of the most successful franchises. You're, you're, you're three and three this year, and you have no business being three and three, and they're asking you about college. Yeah. He did the slow burn on that one. By, by degree, he's like, wait a minute. They're asking me this? What? Why would you ask me this? I'm not addressing this. Yeah. I mean, I, I think your point, like, um, Key brought up John Gruden. I don't remember that, but it sounds like it's possible, and you might yeah. be right. Yeah. But maybe I'm hypersensitive. But, I mean. Yes, you I'm, are, sir. I'm a black dude in America. I'm, I'm sorry. We're asking at Key JMS. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> if Mike Tomlin becomes available, would you want your team to fire your coach to hire him? 888-729-3776. Be a part of KJM on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or call in line 888-SAY-ESPN. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Much more on KJM next ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.